I think there are probably more videos of so many Chasheva people talking about the subject of don't talk during davening, probably more than any other collection in the world. That's why, of course, I'm not going to talk about don't talk during davening. But I want to tell you something just between me and you. Different than what all the tzaddikim who have said, the damage and the schar, besides for all of that, I want to say something else. There's two dargas, there's two madregas, there's two levels. There's one level that when you talk during davening, it's like the guy who's on a boat and he's drilling a hole under his seat and people say, stop. And he says, what do you want from me? I'm not doing anything to you. I am just drilling under my seat. And they say, no, you're going to drown all of us. That when there's talking in shul, it's very, very bad for everybody's tefillahs. And talking during shul is very, very bad, etc., etc. And all those other videos and all those stories and harbonas that come out of it and all the school is all true. Besides for that, let's put that on the side. It doesn't talk to you. You don't care. You don't care what all those people say. Fine. How about this? Be a mensch. Even if you're talking during davening, why are you disturbing during davening? If you talk and nobody hears you, all those videos about the terrible thing you're doing apply to you, and all the skula to stop and all the mitzvahs to stop apply to you. But at least you're not disturbing. It's just between you and the guy next to you. But once you're disturbing other people, it's a totally different, additional, terrible thing that you're doing. I'll be frank with you and be honest. You, you wouldn't do that in a movie theater. If you were talking and the guy was able to hear you in front of you or in back of you, they'd throw you out. You can't respect the davening at least as much as you respect a movie theater. So there's a different thing besides the fact that talking is bad. It's disturbing. I was in a shul. There was a guy who was talking, but he, was, he thought he's whispering. You know, first of all, some people do not know how to whisper. Like it's so loud in their whisper that people, not the table in front, two tables in front, the guy turned around. He said, shh. And the guy in the back, sometimes it happens that not only they do the wrong thing, they get angry. Don't tell me what to do. There was going to be a fight. I was going to go over to him. I said, do you realize that the guy eight feet ahead of you heard you talking? It's not anymore about the fact that you're talking. You're disturbing all these people. Let's make a cheshman. The table in front of you were four guys. They all heard you talking. The table uh, seats across from them heard you talking. And those 16 people heard that noise. And sometimes the Balkairu or the Baltila is 40, 50 feet away, and you're four or five feet away, and so therefore, even though you're low, they're very low, so in a person's ears, you're like 25% of his hearing is, 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 even if he can't hear the words, he's being disturbed. So this is totally different. Even if you talk and nobody hears you, and it's terrible, and all those other videos pertain to you, that's one thing. But to disturb other people? while they want to listen to a tefillah? That's one thing. The second thing is, I was zaycha to something very interesting. I was in two shuls that went to a very, very strong no-talking policy. In the times when it was still, unfortunately, people talking, and I was in two separate shuls, one after the other, and in the second shul, I offered to be in charge. I'll tell you why. I saw the way, the chachma of the way it was done in the first shul, and I realized that I need to help this second shul. After I moved there, I have to help apply what they did. 
because when they decided there's no talking in shul, there were a bunch of people that were very, very kanoi strong about the importance of not talking during shul. But whenever you do something new, you know, if you open up a shul that's based on we don't talk in this shul, people know that going in. But if you decide to make a change, there's always people who say, I don't care about what you decided. I'm going to behave like everybody behaved, like I behaved a year ago, and like even you behaved a year ago. You want to do tshuva. I don't want to be, I don't want to be about tshuva yet. Don't impose your stuff on me. So I was watching what happened, and I saw a lot of friction, a lot of tension. A couple of guys were turning around, were, were banging, were making noises, were clapping at other people. This guy once almost said, I'm going to beat you up and let's go outside. People were losing it. It wasn't being done with Darchi Nayam and nobody knew what to do. So I offered, and I, I, I never look for um, positions, but I felt that I had the tools. So I offered to go ahead and be in charge. And I did this for two years in the shul. After two years, I retired. It was enough time. I said, I'll be in charge of making sure that there's no talking during the evening. The first thing is that I was macabre on myself, that if anybody talks during davening, I'm not going to look down at them. I used to talk during davening. So how can I look down at somebody else? So I will never look down at somebody who is not ready to be quiet. That was my first rule. Because once I'm looking down at people, that's that's not what I'm going to do. The second thing I was macabre on myself is that I should never be mavaza, I shouldn't embarrass anybody, no matter what. And I shouldn't make them feel Embarrassed, which means that I'm never going to look at somebody because he's talking and tell him not to talk or motion to the person who's talking. I'm not going to do that. So what are we going to do? Very simple. We decided in the shul that you can't have talking and davening. No talking during davening means no talking during davening. They don't go together. So if I am in the middle of the shul and I hear you, again, you're disturbing so much, you know, if you're going and nobody hears you, I'll let you get away with it. It's between you and Hashem. But the shul policy cannot be tolerated if people, if you're disturbing people, if a guy's turning around to you, or if, you know, if I hear it, if you, you could hear it. So, no talking during davening means that if you're talking, we're not davening. So all I did was, if I heard talking over there, I made sure to look in the other direction, or to look down, not to look at those people, and I had permission from the Rav, this was my job, and I put my hand over the siddur of the Baltvila, and I would wait. Didn't that feel like a long time? Five seconds. I would wait no longer than ten seconds. And what happens is, as soon as the talking, the show stops, the Baltvila or the Balkaira stops, all of a sudden, what do you hear? You hear all the talkers. So they realize, first of all, that they're talking, it makes a noise, and they realize that the show stopped, what's going on, and then we continue. Now, didn't embarrass anybody, didn't call anybody out, made sure never to look in the direction of whoever it was that was talking, and think, and in myself, I'm thinking, I'm no better than him, I'm no better than him, I used to be much worse than him, I have no tightness on him, not about him, it's about that we decided to make a rule, and it has to be with Shalom, because I saw that there was mamish, a lot of friction going to happen. So I would cover up the thing. Ten seconds is a lot of time. And how many times did it have to be done? There were usually specific spots where 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 it was needed. And basically, we did very, very well. Until Yishtabach, until Nishmas, 
we didn't we didn't enforce anything. People come late, people are this and that, people are saying psuka de zimra, we enforced, we asked people to say psuka de zimra louder, so there's a there's a kaya khatfila. It's very, very hard to control somebody that comes in in the middle of whatever. Once it was nishmas, shh. Started nishmas from then on. Usually we were fine, maybe by the Kaddish, and then we were fine, Keladin, whatever. After that it's usually quiet. Chazaris Sashats would start again once, maybe twice. And then usually it started again um, by Yukum Purkon, by, before Musaf, we let it go. And then by Chazaris Sashats by Musaf. If it happened four times, 40 seconds, it, it would be a lot. By laning, a lot of times people, they don't start laning until it's quiet. It's very annoying. Because the people are talking in between, if, especially if they have Mishaberichs. There's one shul, the Rav said, I don't want talking, so there's not going to be any Mishaberichs. So they said, like a Mishaberichs, obviously, that's it. So, therefore, it went faster, fine. But otherwise, they have Mishaberichs, people talk. Ben Gavra la Gavra. Different story, if you're allowed to, if you're not allowed to, you shouldn't, you should. Okay, Minigisrael, you know, it's tough to, tough to implement. Amen. And they would wait. So don't, don't, don't. Say the first pasuk. Say the second pasuk. After one or two psukim, at that point, you're in laning. Because a lot of people stop once they hear laning. There's different people. There's people that don't talk Bengavra Lagavra. There's people that talk Bengavra Lagavra and they try to stop once laning starts. And also, there's another category of guys that they try to stop, but they're just finishing and they can't. And then there's people who are going to talk during laning. We only, we, we, the, the other ones we don't care about. They're going to stop. We care about those other ones. So stay, say a few, few psukim. And then I, I put my hand down, stopped. You see how long a few seconds is? It's a long time. I don't think we lost by the end of davening more than one minute ever. Ever. Even when we had simchas and even when there are a lot of people. I don't think we ever lost more than, and it's with Archinayim. Actually, one guy got upset. He was a big talker, which is, you know, it usually goes together. And he came over to me and he was upset at me. I said, me, first of all, I never looked at you. I was never mavayish you. The other people before me were fighting with you. It's nothing to do with you. It's just, this is the safest, nicest. Like, why are you upset? He said, davening is much longer because of you. You're schlepping out davening. He felt that that 10 seconds, he thought it's like five minutes because it feels so long. I told him, I said, we never lost more than one minute, and we saved all the machlaikis, meriva, ktata, lashanhara, rechilus, machlaikis, all the other, I don't know how many other words to describe, tension, bad vibes. We have ava, v'yachva, v'shalom, v'reyes. We fulfilled what the Rav decided, that in this shul there's no talking, and we did it bedark in noyam. And that was the only only negative feedback that I got from one guy, and it didn't, he didn't do very well with that because it didn't make any sense. So the two messages I want to give is, even if you talk, but don't disturb. Don't disturb other people. That's a totally different level. It's a totally different level. I don't say which one's worse. I think the first one's probably worse. But at least be a mensch. You claim to be a mensch. You don't care about Hashem. You don't care about davening or, or you're not strong enough. Fine. But disturbing the people around you. And the second thing is, don't new, 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 new. It's terrible. It, 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 the young kids hate it. Don't clap. Don't snap. Don't point. Don't be mavaza. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Only bedarke noyam. Stop. Can't have both together. We'll stop. And eventually, it gets less and less and less, and everybody can have a wonderful davening. 
the Ebesh is Elhelfen, that we should all grow together. A lot of these things are inherited. For some reason, after the Holocaust, there was a lot of talking in shuls. It's very hard for us to be makabal new things. We know deep down that it's the right thing. And we're nichshul. It's not easy. It's very tough. It's very tough. Some people, they added a kiddush after shul because there's no davening. And there should be a kiddush people could shmooze. And then other people ruined it. They started learning in the middle of the kiddush, like, uh, you know, giving it the right terror. Don't ruin that. Let people talk. In Ger, it's very nice. There's absolutely no talking in Ger. But before laning, there's a hafsaka. And it's very, very helpful. People learn. People learn with their kids. People learn with chavrusas. And people, the ones who need to talk, that's when you do your talking. So it's like, it goes, they daven very fast, very swift. They, they daven when they're supposed to daven. They have their chance to schmooze. They go back to laning and to, to Musaf, very, very swift pace. Everything in Ger is very fast. It's also a good idea. Have, have a talking time. It is good for when the Chevra get together and, and and they have a chance to schmooze and to talk. It is good. It just can't happen during Tefillah. They wish the health and all the Tefillah should be in the scabble. All of our tears should go up and we should be zeichet to Mashiach Tzidkeinu B'meheir of Yemenu. Amen.